As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Tons of people take a multivitamin, me included. I'm trying to get back on track after football season, eating better, exercising, all of that. And it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adopting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks for listening to Saints Happy Hour. We are a family here. You know what families do? They support each other. And if you aren't a patron, we need your support. All the great content you consume for free takes time and money. If you love the show and listen regularly, please become a patron. We need you. Supporting Saints Happy Hour can cost you as little as 23 cents a day. That's what the Saints should have paid Kenny Stills. So please, go to Patreon slash Saints Happy Hour and support the show today. Hey, Ralph. Ralphie. Andrew. And Dave. All right, I got uh, a little intel. Your Saints Happy Hour podcast? Yeah, yeah. It's a joke, all right? And I'll tell you what. You, Ralph, you mispronounce everything, okay? I listen, I go, what the... Does he not know the English language? All right, Ralph. I try to get an English class in there every now and then, okay, pal? Hey, Andrew! Think you're smart, huh? Think you're smart? You're in big trouble, pal. You piece of shit like you for breakfast. And then, of course, there's Dave. Dave, a little obnoxious? Got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder? Huh? You gotta get, cut people down all the time? Is that what you gotta do? But uh, know that life is good. Appreciate it. Do what you do. Keep on keeping on. Shoot out. <laughs> all right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. It's that time of week where we do the Twitter spaces. We're on Twitter spaces every week, Wednesday or Thursday, depending on the day, depending on the schedule, that sort of thing. If you're listening to the show live, thanks for joining us. Request to talk and we'll get to you. We'll talk Saints. If you're listening to the show via your podcast player, please support the show 
We can only do amazing shows and keep this thing going with the support. Become a patron. Go to saintshappyhour.com. Become a patron. We can do amazing things with the support we get from patrons. I just bought Thomas a whole new graphics package. He's going to have amazing stuff that he's going to be able to do on the live stream on Twitch now because the patrons support the show. So please support the show. Let us grow. Join us. We're having fun. And if you don't like the ads... Patrons get the show ad-free and they get it early. So, just saying. So, thanks for joining us tonight. Hopefully, Andrew will be popping in in a minute. And like I said, request to talk if you have a question. But I want to start the show with this. The Saints are picking, we know, 16 and 19. But I get this feeling that, and maybe it's the optimist in me, and I feel like this every year, but... There is a sense that I get that it is a new day with the Saints. And the old way of Sean Payton trading up, burning future assets, locking in the players, I feel like there is a better chance than what we've seen in the past years where either the Saints don't do that or they... uh, they trade down, which would be um, amazing. So we got Andrew with us tonight. Uh, Andrew, you jo- you joined us. Am I doing the Ralph thing that I do every year, trying to talk myself into either the Saints not trading up recklessly or trading down? I feel like this year there's potential that Maybe not a trade down because that's just crazy talk with the Saints, but that they won't trade up like they normally do. Um, is 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 that is that to your mind? Is that possible? Were you just talking to me? I was. Yeah. Sorry, I was having some technical issues. So I, I didn't. I, I heard the last part of that, but I didn't hear. The question. Sorry. Well, just do you think that it's a new day with the Saints that maybe their oh. propensity to trade up is going to be less, and maybe there's a bigger percentage. It goes from like one percent chance to trading down to like two percent. Yeah. Uh, or I do think things have changed um, in, in the sense that Sean Payton is gone. And I think he's a guy that was always hyper aggressive in going to get his guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think from a strategy point of view, you have a voice in the building in Jeff Ireland, who has always kind of preached temperance, just just waiting for the board to kind of fall to them, yeah. let the draft come to them, not be aggressive. I also don't think the Saints believe they're one player away. I, I think they feel like they are ready made to compete now, but I just look. Dennis Allen is going to be a big voice in the room, and that's that's we, we've said this before. That's the one thing that makes this unpredictable is we don't know him and we don't know what his strategies are, generally speaking. But I do feel like there's room for change and room for a different. Well, approach. I feel like Sean. I feel like Kevin's in the in, joined us in the room, and if Kevin, if you want to speak, join us, please. I feel like part of me believes it, but I don't want to give Kevin false hope that like. A trade down. Although somebody did give me the the, the potentially funniest Saints draft moment ever today, they said that if the the Saints would trade 
number 16 or 19 back to the Eagles, which I think if that happened, if that, Kevin, if that happened and the Saints traded 16 or 19 back to the Eagles, would that be the funniest Saints draft moment ever? Sean, Kevin, are you there? No, nope, sorry, my mic was off. I thought you were in control of that for some stupid reason. Okay, so I saw that tweet of yours from this morning about the Packers, and I immediately went to my mock draft machine. <laughs> I, 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 I say my, like I'm the one who invented it. Uh, I went to my, my mock draft machine. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Priceline. And I tried plugging that in. All the numbers didn't exactly line up. So uh, Green Bay got the Saints' 16th pick, round two pick, uh, and their round fifth pick. And in exchange, the Saints got uh, round one, the 28th pick, round two, uh, the two round two picks, a round three pick, and a round four pick. Ooh, that's, so that's a long way to go I, though, from 16 to 28. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, but I mean, we still got the 19th pick, and we've added another round two pick, and another round three, and another round four. So I, I was, you know, pretty happy with taking that deal, and uh, yeah. And, and oh, uh, breaking news again, or, or breaking news, I have yet again selected tackle Abraham Lucas from Washington State in yet another mock draft. Here's my I know the five, I know the five people on the, uh, the five people in the discord that have been following my mock draft channel are going to enjoy that one. Andrew, here's my question to you is, what is the the one thing? If the Saints, let's assume they're going to make two picks in the first round. Whether trade down, me and Kevin fantasize about it. We get more excited. We talk ourselves into it every year. It never happens. But let's assume they're going to make two picks somewhere between like 12 and 20, right? What is the one position where if they don't select that one position, you will not like this draft? Because they have a lot of holes and they can't fill everything. But what's the position where you like, they better pick X in the first round or I'm going to be roasting them on Twitter? 
I, I know this is kind of like I know when you frame something like this this way, it's like important for me to give name a position and just give you a straight answer. Uh, <laughs> Here we it's go. like hot, hot takey, you know, and like it's like spit and fire. But like, no, I, I don't think I don't think there's again, like they're not one guy away. So, look, the, the way I view quarterback is when you don't have one and I don't really count Jameis Winston in the sense that like, I mean, I think he's their quarterback this year. I hope he's going to be good. And and if he, if he's really good, maybe he can parlay that into a career, you know, and, and be with the saints mm-hmm. a long time. But, but as his contract stands, the two year commitment, relatively low money for a starter, they don't really have a quarterback long-term. Oh you know, they, t- they have a few guys. Tweet that out at your peril. Book. Tweet that yeah, out at your I mean, peril. I'm just saying. Well, no, I'm just saying. No, I'm definitely not tweeting that out. But I, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> they have a couple guys, and I include Ian Book, I guess. They have a couple, like, guys that are that are maybes, right? I mean, that that's what Jameis's contract says, at least. So I think until you have a definite at quarterback, you should always be in the quarterback business. Now, whether they pick one or not, I think that needs to be part of the evaluation. I think at left tackle, like, I don't feel great about James Hurst for a year and, and, and the collection of backups they have behind him. Like, that's not a good situation. But, you know, like, if all the tackles are gone and you just you settle for a different position because, you know, there's a guy that's not there that, that you would want, like the talent's just not there, then, then you deal with that. So – I would say left tackle is, is a big need. It's not, it's not mission critical. I, I kind of feel the same way at receiver. It's a, it's a really big need. It's not critical to get one in the first round. I think you can go pick one in the second, third round. that will help you. So I would like to see them get a receiver. Um, so those, are, those would be the three positions where I, I would love to get two of those three filled. And, and at minimum, it feels like they got to get one of those three. Like if they went safety corner and, you know, if they went safety and corner or if they went like linebacker and safety, like that would, that would be weird. So I I don't think like they're going to miss out on one of those or two of those three positions after the first round. And I don't view that as like that big of a deal, I guess. Kevin, when we're watching the draft, you know, what is the thing? I, I know the trade up will will infuriate you and me, especially if if they. Um, I think we know, would all be infuriated by a trade you know, up. You know, I, it would do you be, think? God, and, do you think I hate anyone to hear that. I hate to hear that. I don't. I, I I don't think there's anyone in this room listening right now that is lobbying for a trade up. Well, no, that's the thing. It it would scare us to death. But Kevin. When do you when does it sort of you don't hate it as much if they go to like 12, 13, 14 to get a tackle or whatever but like I just feel like this draft there's going to be this I'm going to have this anxiety I guess like once pick 3 4 gets on the gets it's their turn to pick because I I still I know people are saying it's unlikely but I just have I'm gonna have this sense of dread that the Saints are gonna appear on the clock at any pick starting at like four or five. Am I just being am I just being overly panicky, or is that something that you, as a person who hates the trade up, 
more than anyone. Is that something you're going to be feeling this draft as well? Well, so so is the question about if there's a run on like tackles, am I going to be concerned? Like what? I'm just I'm just trying to make yeah, sure like, I. Uh... Well, no, I mean like like yeah, like what like what as you're watching the draft, like will make you be like, oh god, he, the trade up becomes more and more likely. You know, is is it the quarterbacks falling? Is it the tackle uh, going? You know, that's what I'm trying I to figure out. I don't think and again, I'm basing this off of me running a shit ton of mock drafts. <laughs> I don't think that the quarterback falling thing would necessitate a trade up. Um like I've seen situations where where Desmond Ritter is you know I've seen some scenarios where Desmond Ritter is still around at 49 uh there are other ones where I've seen him get out of the first at many most I've seen him get out of the second round so in theory the Saints could take that 16 or 19 trade back and pick up something else where they're in between you know 20 and 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 40 on top of something else and you know I've used that to take Desmond Ritter. The, I think the thing that would worry me most about them potentially trading up is the run on tackles. Um, Ooh, that's a good point. The fellow, the fellow from North Carolina State. I'm not even going to try saying his name because he, he ain't going to be around. Um, Evan Neal from Bama. No. Uh, you know, like like those guys are going to be gone. But you know, like. Bernard Raymond, uh, who's the other fella? Penning. Uh, the you know, no, 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 no. The uh, Iowa, the, like uh, northern. Yeah, is not, it Northern Iowa or yeah, Iowa? Trevor Penning. Northern, uh, Northern Trevor, Iowa. Trevor, Trevor Penning. Penning. Thank yeah. you. Like, if there's a run, like, because I've seen a lot of times three, four tackles getting picked, and all of a sudden, it's like. Pick you know, well, left, right? well, you know, we, we got to get one of these tackles in at 16 because he may be gone by 19. So I feel like one of them first two picks needs to be a tackle. And if they try and, and, and huh, I would still be aggravated if they traded up to do it. Um. Yeah, I would still be aggravated, but I'm sure I could talk myself off the ledge after a, after a I little bit if if that was the case. If they trade up, if they trade up to get a wide receiver, or if they traded up to get a quarterback, I, I think I would be. I, I wouldn't talk myself off the ledge on that one. I feel like we need to say our goodbyes to pick 98, Kevin, because I just feel like that pick. Either at 16 or 19 or 49, like they're gonna burn 98 to move. Like that. That's that's my feeling. So speaking of person that eats the tape, Bud Rich, what is the what is the move in the first round that the Saints would do that would infuriate you? It would be tra- it would be trading up into the top 10. Uh, period. Because I do not want to see him tra- draft anywhere in the top ten, but I guess if there, but I guess if there's like another move outside of trading up, it would probably be getting Malik Willis 
because I'm not a fan of of Malik Willis at all. I don't think he's good. I think he's just he's meh at, at best. Uh, I, if Malik Willis is there at 16, I'm I'm seeing what teams are calling me and saying, "Hey, we see Malik Willis at 16. We'll give you this offer if you." Let us have the number sixteen overall pick. It well, that's interesting because it, to me, Andrew, it, it 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 could be a fantastic offer, but probably teams that would want Malik Willis would probably be teams that have already picked in the first round, and it's like Detroit or a team in the early second, and they'd want you to go way down. So like. Is that worthwhile for the Saints to do? It would be for the future. But like the Saints, I can literally only think of one trade down that Mickey Loomis has done, and it was in 2003 or four. They traded down in the second round with Detroit, and they ended up drafting Courtney Watson. They swapped second-round picks, and, and the Saints got like a fourth. That's literally the only trade down they've ever done. So I just – I can't – I can't – I, I don't – I don't – I'm not even – I can't even really take this hypothetical seriously. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't mean to be rude about that, but I just. I've they're been not. Told they're not trading up for a quarterback. Like they're not well, doing. No, but it. but so, would, and my, would my the Saints trade down? Rock solid. This, this this my source is rock solid on this. Like I don't think they're trading up for a quarterback. And also, but are they like, trading down? It, would they would they would they move down if Detroit wanted Malik Willis? Do you think? Like, if, or to, if I did find. Oh oh wait yeah. wait wait sorry. Budrich is saying he would hate that. No, no. Butterworth was saying that would be that would be something that would be ideal. He would he would hate the oh, Saints did, moving up. But. So he he would want thirty two and thirty four to trade down. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, I mean, um, I I found something interesting from like Peter King's uh, podcast. I don't really listen to it much, but he found he said something interesting. Like he had a talk with Loomis after the trade was announced and went down, and. Loomis, in short summary, basically said it's kind of a win-win because one of two things could happen. Either A, we'll get two players that we probably have ranked in the top 15 at 16 and 19, or B, someone's going to call us because they see a player that they really like falling out of the top 10, probably out of the top 15, and saying, hey, we'll offer you a good haul. We'll probably even give you next year's first and next year's second if you let us have either pick 16 or pick 19. It's interesting. Yeah, it would. That would be that would be the dream scenario for me and and, and Kevin Andrew. But it, the thing with this draft, and I want to get to freaking freaking about football, and I wanted to get to KB. But I I just the last thing I'll say about quarterback is I, I am becoming more and more. <laughs> I mean, maybe if Kenny Pickett falls to them, they would consider him at nineteen or something. But like, I just I know that Sean Payton loved Kenny Pickett, and they've kind of. Soured, not soured, but like they're not as high on him now that Sean Payton's out of the building. But like the thing with quarterback is, why why would you have signed Andy Dalton? Like why wouldn't you have waited until after the draft? If yeah, if you were gonna if you're if you're thinking of picking a guy, like I I think they've kind of made the decision they don't like the guys in this draft and they're not taking them in the first round, and that's why they signed Andy Dalton. Yeah, the, another fun scenario is if the Saints trade down and get like this not a dream package or whatever but a, but a bunch of picks it kevin it'll make the draft nerds 
and the chart nerds, their heads will explode because the Saints would have traded up and traded down. Then you have to factor in the Philadelphia trade. You have to factor in the third team. And you have to put it all on the draft value chart to see what it is. And I'm sure the Barnwells of the world would hate it. But it would be an amazing night on Twitter for us. Oh, no, it would be, it would be great. I, I would love it. Like, I, like, that's the thing that I've... That's sort of the thing that I've been... Uh, doing primarily with all my mock drafts is I'm very rarely uh, (laughs) I'm very rarely taking the seven you know the wait is it seven the I'm just I'm I'm very rarely using all the picks that I have well uh, starting off and I'm just trying to trade back and like (laughs) look I'll keep I'll keep you know I'll either keep the 16 or the 19 and try and accumulate something else but uh, yeah, I, I I would love to see one of those picks get traded so the Saints can move back and get a couple of more, and and and, and frankly, that's that would be the biggest point and laugh for me. Yeah, I mean that that's amazing. Here's my question to to you, and then I'm going to ask Budridge something, Andrew. I feel like the as we look at this draft, the one player, the one moment that will infuriate Saints Twitter like no other, is if they're on the clock at 16 or 19 or both and Chris Olave, the receiver for Ohio State, is there and they do not take him, Saints Twitter will lose their fucking minds. I think they would. I mean, I don't know who the other players are, obviously, and it just depends on their board, but, like, I don't see a scenario where they pass on him twice. I don't do you think they won't pass happen. on him? It's you think they might pass on him once, though. Well, sure, yeah. I mean, then it yeah. just depends on their cloud and who's available. And look, I think these scenarios where Hamilton falls to sixteen, I have a really hard time believing. I get that he plays safety, and it's not you know the most important position. And if there's a big run of a tackle and a quarterback, I mean, there, there's an outside chance he could fall. Jordan Davis to me is a more it has more potential. Um, so, but yeah, like I don't know their board and I don't know you know, who they would prioritize over Olave. What I do know is they really like him. And in the first round, like that they're Olave is the guy they like the most. And, you know, I'll say this, like, you know, what's interesting about, I was talking to Nick Underhill about this and you know, he was saying, you know, we've been studying these guys, these, these prospects and these draft picks for so long now that you almost forget a guy is awesome. Like you, 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 you spend so much time looking for the holes in their game and like, why would why would you consider not picking them at 15 based on like, well, he does this and which isn't perfect. Or he does this, this part this hole in his game, like is going to have to be developed by coaching. And then somewhere along the way, we're like always obsessing about what's wrong with players that we forget the guy is awesome. And I feel like that's happening right now a little bit with Chris Olave. And, and the reality is, the dude's a really freaking good receiver. Yeah, no, it's true. Tons of people take a multivitamin, me included. I'm trying to get back on track after football season, eating better, exercising, all of that. And it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, 
and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adopting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks for listening to Saints Happy Hour. We are a family here. You know what families do? They support each other. And if you aren't a patron, we need your support. All the great content you consume for free takes time and money. If you love the show and listen regularly, please become a patron. We need you. Supporting Saints Happy Hour can cost you as little as 23 cents a day. That's what the Saints should have paid Kenny Stills. So please, go to Patreon slash Saints Happy Hour and support the show today. Butterich, I got a couple. I got a couple people here. As you continue to eat the tape, what is a guy in the mid rounds that, as you're doing your tape eating, you're starting to fall in love with, and you're like, I want the Saints to pick him at 98 or in the fourth or in the fifth round. What's give us a name? Matthew Butler from Tennessee. He's a really underrated. Pa- he's really underrated pass rushing uh, defensive tackle. Uh, he he played in the East West East West Shrine Ball. When I was looking at uh, some Matt Corral, and I looked at the game against Tennessee, I'm just watching 94 constantly get pressure on Corral, and even coming with a couple sacks, even a forced fumble. He, I think Matthew Butler will be an underrated gem, kind of kind of a nice sleeper pick for that late third round pick. If we don't get Jordan Davis, like we go elsewhere. And defense tackle still in the mind for the Saints. I would love to see them get that kid from Tennessee, Matthew Butler. Yeah, Butteridge, thanks for thanks for uh, joining us. I want to say Matt Matt Corral is getting a lot of buzz, and I feel like he might be one of those guys where because of his release or whatever, like coaches can't resist him. And they'll be like, ah, I can, I can fix the process. I can fix the other stuff. His release is amazing. Like uh, Peter Schrager was talking about him maybe to, to Carolina, which Carolina picking him at six would just be hilarious in every possible way. But he's a guy to watch. All right, we're going to go to Freaking About Football, and then we're going to KB. Freaking About Football, we're about two weeks away from the draft. What's your, theor- what's your theories for the Saints? What's your biggest hope and what's your biggest fear? One thing before that, why are y'all trying to tease Kevin about trading down? It's never going to happen, guys. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> never going to happen. Um, uh, I, I'm pretty sure Mickey Loomis was the GM when we traded uh, traded two first-round picks up for Jonathan Sullivan. So, like, yeah, yeah I don't accurate. see that happening anytime soon. Uh, biggest hope, we 
get a I, I, I don't know about biggest fear because honestly at this point like I'm kind of more trustworthy towards the Saints uh, drafting process than not uh, but my biggest hope is I honestly really like Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa I kind of hope we get him uh, Jordan Davis or Chris Olave if I if in the first round we get one of those three I'm good I like it and and what's what's you know we're gonna talk about this in a, in two is people were crushing me on Twitter about I was like listen if Sean Payton leaves because the rumor was that he was Tom Brady was gonna retire become part owner of the Dolphins unretire they would get Sean Payton and then that would be the Dolphins in twenty in twenty twenty two it didn't happen but it kind of said hey maybe maybe made me thinking hey Sean Payton's really he's coming back after a year maybe but. People were like, if we don't get the Gruden deal, two firsts, two seconds, then Mickey Loomis should hold firm and tell Sean Payton to screw off. But I just feel like the Saints may get something really nice for Sean Payton, but the Gruden deal was like a unicorn farting a rainbow. Like, that's not like if you think they're getting two firsts and two seconds for Sean Payton, what and you're going to judge it off that, you're going to be really disappointed with the Saints if they get like two seconds, a first and a third. What's your expectations for if Sean Payton comes back next year? What do you, what, what's your, re, what's your expectations of what they'll get for him draft pick wise? I think they're going to either get a first round pick or maybe like two seconds. Like it's somewhere in that range, maybe a first and a second, uh, hopefully something like that. Um, I just, don't see it being this like humongous offer either um and the best hope for highest compensation is that both the chargers and the cowboys just majorly disappoint this season <laughs> and those two end up in a bidding war andrew that freaking about football thanks for joining us that was your theory tell us tell us your tell the people your ridiculous crazy theory that i loved with Sean Payton, not only coaching the Cowboy in 2023, you had a theory that Jerry Jones becomes so irate that Sean Payton ends up coaching the Cowboys this year, starting on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Tell the people that theory. I loved it. Well, I, I was just, well, at first I was thinking, look, Mike McCarthy, I, I think the Cowboys are going to be in the mix for Sean Payton. I don't know if they get him because, you know, he could go to the Chargers, he could go to the Dolphins, but like, I don't know. Like, it depends on what jobs open up, but. I could see a scenario, and I, I was telling you, look, Mike McCarthy, he's probably like, if he loses in the playoffs but and doesn't make the NFC Championship, like that might be enough to cost him his job, right? So anything below that, and he's completely toast. I mean, if they go 8-9, and 9-8, nine, nine and eight, forget it. And I was just thinking, you know, if that happens, I think they're a trade candidate for Sean Payton because they'll be thinking – Hey, we'll give you a first round pick and let's say they go nine and eight. Maybe they're picking around 17, right? And they're like, man, if we get Sean and all of a sudden he's coaching CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott and Micah Parsons and uh, who's the corner they have that's really good that had all the picks this year. I'm blanking on his name, but like they've got all this talent. Like we don't need first round picks. We need a good coach, you know? So like I could see them thinking, yeah, let's give him 17 and then we'll give him the first next year. That'll be pick 31. Or whatever, and you know that—that's what they'll be thinking. And so, I think that the Cowboys would be really big players. But the scenario that I gave you is, what if like Mike McCarthy starts zero and two, 
And like <laughs> they kind of and like and, and at zero and two, you don't fire your coach because like you know it's too early in the season. But like, what if they kind of claw their way back to two and three? Right? They're like sitting there at two and three, and they get a big win, and they they're back at five hundred, and then they win again. So like they're four and three, and so like you know the Cowboys have momentum, and all of a sudden like people are talking about them, and then they they lose to it like the Giants at home, <laughs> right? To go like four and four. And then, like, they play some other team that's missing a starting quarterback, and they lose that. And so now, all of a sudden, they're four and five, and, like, they're still kind of in the playoff mix, you know? Because, like, at four and five, you play half the season is left. I could see Jerry Jones being like, get the bat phone out, call Sean Payton. <laughs> and, like, Sean Payton's been doing the, the thing, he's been doing the song and dance with NBC or whatever, but, like, Jerry Jones just calls him with the mother of all godfather offer you just the the mother of all deals where he's like sean i will give you whatever you want like take it all like I, you know 10 percent stake in the cowboys i mean obviously it's not gonna be that but like i just i i think i make some ridiculous offer where sean's like yeah this this uh this announcing gig kind of sucks I, I thought i would like it yeah like i don't know maybe i'm ready to coach now you know, because, like, that's the thing. Like, I, I just think Sean is quickly going to be like, yeah, like, I, I hope that I would love this, but I kind of don't. And so I'm ready to go back to coach. And, like, I give this, like, a I give this, like, a 5% chance of happening. But, but like, it's not implausible. <laughs> Kevin, I like that. I'm playing the X-Files conspiracy music. What's your favorite Sean Payton possibility? for coaching next year. Kevin, are you there? He, well, he has to unmute himself. He's yeah, he really bad at that. But, Sorry, guys, I apologize. I turned the mic off. I'm, I'm a goof. Um, the the only thing I, I've been thinking about uh, this whole time, because I'm constantly running mock drafts now, uh, this is now my life, um, is... I don't expect the the anything resembling the John Gruden deal. I think if the Saints got like two seconds or uh, or a first and a third or something like that's that, I I, I really think we should roll with it and just and and be happy about it. That's a massive haul for a coach. Like people are like people would be disappointed, and I'm like, if the Saints like like we were me and Andrew were talking. If the Jets, like say Zach Wilson ends up looking pretty good and they go 7-10 and 10 or whatever, and Sean Payton goes to the Jets, and you get like the seventh pick from the Jets next year, that is a hell of a of a deal for your for your coach that retired like and and the thing is Mickey Loomis would take would take that in a heartbeat he's not gonna squeeze and be like no I want the green I want two first two seconds like you take the seventh overall pick especially Kevin if like Jameis is Jameis and you're like we need a new quarterback and next year the quarterback draft is better you have the seventh pick then you can get a quarterback and do stuff so I think it's really interesting but but if I said to you What's more likely to happen? Mike McCarthy gets fired into the sun and Sean Payton is the Cowboy coach or the coach of the Chargers who goes for it on every single fourth down no matter where he is on the field. He gets fired into the sun. If I said to you, what's more likely, Chargers, 
Cowboys. Who do you bet? I think it's more even than people think. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I lean toward the cow. I mean, I lean toward the Cowboys. Like the, I, I don't, I don't, you could have asked, you could ask me this about anybody and, and, and I would still probably say the Cowboys because Jerry Jones is just like, look, we all know I'm the guy that quote unquote, doesn't know shit about anything. And yet, and yet you can, you can I that. know that Jerry Jones is the lunatic who would absolutely right. fire a coach right. and the coach is always at risk of getting fired if they don't, you know, get into, you know, make a run into the postseason. Like all those well, years. Here's, here's the other thing, Kevin. The yeah. only the only person that wants Sean Payton on the Cowboys worse than Mike Florio is Jerry Jones. And ESPN. So there's another thing. There's another part. ESPN's probably got. Uh, they probably have the the A block of first take. Whenever the Cowboys lose, is going to be Sean Payton to Dallas. Like just book that. In if you if you're a first take watcher, because the Cowboys drive the bus at ESPN. Anytime the Cowboys lose, just Sean Payton to ESPN. I mean, Sean Payton to Dallas. A block of uh, first take. All right, we got KB. KB, she's joining us. KB, what you got tonight? As you as the Saints get closer to the draft, how are you feeling about it? And also, what do you, what do you want for Sean Payton? What what's gonna make what would make you happy if, if, when he goes to Dallas? What 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 amount of picks are gonna make you happy? All of them. <laughs> I hate that stupid franchise, but I really do. I think that the compatibility between Jerry Jones and Sean Payton is an issue, and I think that I would he would be a better fit for the Chargers just because, yeah, the, the reason why their offense is structured the way it is is because they have Justin Herbert. And he's probably a top five quarterback in this league already. And he can make all of those throws. You know, those o- over routes are so ridiculous mm-hmm. that he fits in these tiny ass windows. And honestly, if I'm Sean Payton, that job is more appealing to me than going dealing with 96-year-old Jerry Jones and who's got to have his nose in every little part of the franchise's business, where you could go to the Chargers and you have your quarterback for the next 20 years and you can pick and choose the pieces that you want around them. You have Austin Eckler, et cetera. You know, you can build around Justin Herbert and do pretty much whatever you want with him. You know, they're going to get an offensive lineman this year. They're going to get probably an ex-receiver depending on – who falls where, um, whereas Dallas, yes, you might have the most talented roster, but it's expensive. You have a lot of guys on rookie deals that in the next, couple of, next two to four years are going to need major, major contracts. You're not going to be able to keep all of them. You know, I don't know if that's a franchise I would particularly want to go to if I was a Hall of Fame head and coach. And LA is, L.A. is a nice place to live, and I know it sounds strange, but L.A. is, le- is going to be a less pressure market because – no one pays attention to the Chargers at all until Sean Payton is there. And the L.A. media, like, they're just not – like, it's not going to be as high pressure as the Cowboys. Um, I think if the Saints could get either two seconds or a first for Sean Payton, I would love it. For the draft. Yeah, I, I think I, – I do. But I think – I don't know. I think this year is just so much more important and worrying about these hypotheticals is nonsense. Um, I, I really do because I think what the Saints are doing – I don't feel like the final dominoes have fallen. 
I do not want to see them trade into the top five for a quarterback. I there's a million things we'll on this earth I will do. Me and Kevin will lose our minds. We'll all I, we'll, I, we'll collectively go insane if they trade. And I do. If and they I, trade in, I also have a take. I do not want Olave. Ooh. I think he's. Michael Thomas squared, and that's not what we need. Not that he's not a good player, not that he's not a game changer, but that he doesn't fit our offensive needs. And Garrett Wilson is a significantly better option for the same value, same college scheme. He's a dominant X receiver that you can send deep. He can compliment Deontay Harris. You know, he fills that more than all the underneath stuff, which is what Olave does really well, which is also what Michael Thomas does well. And if we're going to, you know, overpay a slot, you know, somebody to play in slot, or we're going to overpay somebody to run all those crossers. I mean, we already have one of those, you know, we don't need to go get a guy at 13 or trade up three spots or, you know, maybe these, you know, receivers fall off the board a little bit faster. I know that Jamison Williams, multiple teams have Jamison Williams inside their top 10, um, so he probably will not be there when the Saints pick. So I don't know. I just prefer – I think there's other options but other than Olave where I don't think you trade up for him at all. And if he's there at 13, maybe you take him. But if Garrett Wilson is there at 13, I take Garrett Wilson. I feel like there's receivers. You, you mean at 16, right? Yeah. 16, sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I just watched like – Three hours of Baker Mayfield tape. Why? Why would you do that? Yeah, I'm doing a pod tomorrow on for an one of my Oklahoma friends, and we're going to talk about Baker Mayfield. So I watched two that years. Must be a really good worth friend. Of Baker Mayfield. That must tape. be a really good friend because you suffered for them. My God, Baker. Like I, this year, film a Baker. Is, oh. No, this oh. year and last year to talk oh. about. But I, I think this is actually an important conversation that ties into what the Saints want. You know, what tier of quarterback is worth a first-round pick? Is Ryan Tannehill worth a first-round pick in these days? Yes. For yes. example, if you knew that Kenny Pickett's ceiling was Ryan Tannehill, would you t- take him inside the top 10? And to mm. me, it's no. I would take him at 16 if you told me he was Tannehill. Yes, I, I maybe at 16, but he's not going to be still sitting there. And I think my biggest issue with choosing a quarterback is that Dennis Allen is going to be forever tied to this quarterback in his development. And if you are going to trade up into the top potentially five or maybe somebody sitting there at, at, thir- at 16 that you really like, you know, that's your guy. You better develop him and you're going to stash him on the bench for two years and pray that he learns how to use his feet correctly. I don't like that, especially when two years from now, there's going to be a lot more holes to fill in our offense than just quarterback. Well, it's it, it's interesting. I, I, you are heroic for watching that much Baker Mayfield <laughs> film. That's all I can say about it. Uh, KB, thanks for joining us. We always appreciate your perspective, and I like I like the contrarian Olave take. I'm I'm not as hot on these receivers. I feel like the Saints could could get one. Um, I feel like there's a lot of them, and they could maybe get one, you know, later in the draft. Just saying. Um, so we got we got Aaron and Joshua. Um, Andrew, you watch a lot of tape. What's the tape? What's the what's the tape of the player you've watched the most that just makes your skin crawl and you can't believe you've spent that much of your life watching this player on film? Uh, Malik Willis is up there for me. <laughs> um, Kenny Pickett. 
Um, Carson Strong. Uh, I mean, I, I watched a lot of quarterback tape. That's probably what I've done the most of. Uh, I was thinking I in a not... general. I was I was thinking you were going to say like Andres Pete. I was thinking like your whole like your whole oh, time you mean watching historically? film. Historically, it's it's that dude uh, that they signed from the NFL XFL Nichols. Uh, Dion, what was it? D uh, Diatric Nichols. Remember him? Oh yeah, dude. I went through like and and it's not like. I watched full XFL games, scouting like <laughs> what kind of player they were getting, only to watch this guy be cut with first cuts in camp. It was just like, yeah. why You're did excited I excited about so him? You're time? like, he's got potential. He had none. Yeah, we got he Aaron. We got Aaron and Joshua. Aaron, thoughts on the draft? We're, how many days are we away? We're thirteen days. Thirteen days away. Thoughts on the draft? Well. Before I get to that, I just want to ask you something real quick. Why in the almighty gods are you trending on my feed for the last two days, Ralph? I All I said, Aaron, all I said was I like Jameis. That's maybe the best question we've gotten. Yeah. I, I All I said was I like Jameis. I hope he succeeds. I want the Saints to build around him. But I would like the Saints to hedge at quarterback somewhere in the draft. And – I don't know what the hell happened. People took it as me hating Jameis, and for two days, that's all my Twitter feed was. But here Ralph, it is, Aaron. Ralph, 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 why do you, why do you hate Jameis? I don't hate Jameis. I don't. I just like I don't. I don't believe in Jameis a hundred percent. That's it. You hate Jameis. I. <laughs> I don't. Well, Aaron. that's interesting. So to start with. I'm a little higher on Kenny Pickett than anybody else probably is at this at this point. I think Kenny Pickett is being undervalued mainly because of his hand size, but I've watched Kenny Pickett for the last two college seasons and he's gotten progressively better. And his one his there a lot of people are making a big deal about Kenny Pickett having only one good college season. I mean, Joe Burrow only had right. one really great college season, and he went to the Super Bowl in his second year as an NFL pro. So if you're so if with, with the Bengals, you got to finish that sentence. You got to finish that sentence with with the Bengals. Do I really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm saying like it'd be one thing if Joe Burrow in his second season went to Dallas, you know, or like was supported by like some team with a bunch of studs. He went to freaking Cincinnati and took him to a Super Bowl. I get that. That makes I get that. Like, okay, so overall, I wouldn't. The point is, I'm a Jameis guy, but I would not be surprised if they took either Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis if either were to fall to them at 16. I really wouldn't, because until until Jameis gets them into the playoffs and makes a deep run, I don't blame Dennis Allen in the in the Saints front office at making sure they explore all possible options because you just don't know. You don't know until you know in that moment. And I hope Jameis is the answer long term, don't get me wrong. But I I would rather them get the I'd rather them get that position done right than to get it done than to get it done quick, if that makes any sense. And by the way, Jameis's contract is really if the Saints want to, they can get out of it after this year and it's a one year fifteen point six million dollar contract. And they can they can get they can get out of it, and so so Aaron, would you go Kenny Pickett or would you go 
uh, Malik Willis if you had to choose between the two? Sounds like I, you're more Pickett than Willis. Well, I, I like I like what Malik Willis brings to the charisma and his insane arm talent. But I would go Kenny Pickett because he's a little more seasoned in terms of his uh, in terms of his footwork, his ability to read the field, and his ability to maneuver in the pocket. I would prefer Kenny Pickett, even though he's coming in a little older than Malik Willis. That's just where I'm at. Now, Malik, finally, sorry, Kenny Pickett, my bad. Malik Willis, to me, the only way I would be comfortable with Malik Willis is if Sean Payton was still here and he was at the podium after they picked Malik Willis and he was like, Malik Willis is my dude. I'm going to – this kid is it. I'm going to – don't worry about it. I got this. We're going to fix right. all his flaws. He's going to sit for a year. I got this. But they don't have Sean Payton anymore. So Malik Willis, Thank I'm you. like, maybe maybe he's great, but, like, let somebody else. I don't I don't trust Dennis Allen and Carmichael to get the best out of Malik Willis. I just don't. Uh, finally, before I get up out of here, everybody's talking about Chris Olave, Jamison Williams. I got two guys that I would prefer. Hit me with them. Over Jahan Dotson of Penn State Ooh. and David Bell from Purdue. See – David, David, both guys, both guys have terrible RAS scores. Terrible. That's what I was. They're more on. You see them more on the field than you would see them in an. Oh in a, yeah, in no, a I agree. Score. I know. I totally agree with that. I, I I just think if we're if we're looking at history and we're looking at how the Saints draft, they won't pick them. Yeah, absolutely. I I do factor that in. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be mad if they get Chris Olave. Like, please, just get somebody. <laughs> but I will, but I will be almighty damned if we're, we're, if we're going to sit here and sleep on Jahan Dotson and yes. David Bell. That's not going to happen. I well, feel no, like, no, you, you thanks, make a good Aaron. Point. I, and I will say this, like your, your point about a lot at this point, like we just need someone like we're, we're trying to talk ourselves into, uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, Valdez Scantling. We were trying to talk ourselves yeah. into him. We were right, sad so like for like three point, days like, yes, saying didn't pay yeah. him thirty million dollars. Yeah, we're we were like, I can't believe they didn't do this. But Aaron, thank thanks for joining us. It it no is problem. it is um to me, get me uh, Olave. You gotta get me a receiver at sixteen and nineteen because I wanna know for certain, Kevin, I want Kenny Stills. I want Chris Hogan. Dave isn't here, so I'll say it. I want Little Jordan. I want all of those guys off my TV set in the fall. I need new, different receivers to potentially love or hate. I just need these trash that we saw last year. I need them off my TV. I need new guys to get mad at. So they better go receiver 16 or 19. I feel like you need to go Will Smith here and be like, keep Kenny Stills on the Saints out your effing mouth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's right. I like I I don't want to even hear Kenny Stills as a possibility. Like I watched that last year oh, and like so look, Kenny Stills great saint. Like you know, look, he 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 had his he had his moments when he was here the first time around. But Kenny Stills the second time around was so worse bad. than Robert Meacham the second time around. And, and I want to say worse. I was so wrong about Kenny Stills. I was like, "Oh, they got Kenny Stills. He'll catch 40 45 passes. He'll be okay." No. He was so washed. So washed. Look, I think, um, I, think, I think he just dropped another pass. Look, if, if 
you know, you're talking about, oh, we need more wide receivers to potentially be mad at. Well, you know, there is a way that this team can obtain the possibility to draft more wide receivers on draft day. That's right. Trade Here we go. down. Trade down. I just want it one. I just want it one time, and it doesn't even have to be at sixteen or nineteen. If the Saints would trade down from, even if they traded down from forty-nine, like I think that would be enough to get Kevin excited. The fun thing about draft night is we're just gonna start at like pick fifteen. We'll probably do it in here, Twitter Spaces. We're just gonna start at like when 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 fifteen is on the clock, and just gonna go like 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. We're gonna be on the be on here for an hour. Like, unless they trade, unless like they trade the off. Saints have, like the Saints have, thirty spots, and again, I mean, it, it math, it thirty spots from nineteen to forty nine, and then nearly fifty between forty between the uh, forty nine and ninety eight. So, get me something in between there in the top one hundred. They can get a couple of extra picks in there. If they're willing to trade one of those first-round picks, they can easily get a couple of extra picks, probably three, depending on the team. You think you know, but you don't know, and you never will. I've been running mock drafts out the ass, Jim Mora. <laughs> I mean, to to freaking about football's point earlier, like, we got to stop this. Like, we're going too far down this trade-down scenario. Sick, and sick, Kevin, sick we, people. You're, you're just going to be sick, left sick, sad sick, and sick hopeless. People. Sick and in the head. Stop convincing yourself that this might be happening. It's and, how, and, and, and so, what, what? And what? Am I not allowed to dream? That's right. Is a man, is a man not allowed to dream, Juge? I think you've been hurt too much, Kevin, and I'm just looking out for your well-being. Juge, I have clear. Juge, you've you've co you know you've co-hosted this show with me uh, together for how long? Like, like clearly, clearly, you know, like me being hurt. It's a day that ends in Y, man. <laughs> Come on now. Can we get the violence? I don't yeah, have I mean, what's I another what's another uh, excuse for to, for Tomas playing the violins from I Poland? Have. I mean, come on now. I don't have the violins. That's okay. I, I have I have this. Uh, and yeah, this. same. That's same no, story. That's, that's, that's you, far, far George. Just saying. Joshua, what you got for us tonight? What's your dream hopes and dreams for the draft, Joshua? I mean, my hopes and dreams. I'm trying. I'm trying to be really realistic about this. My hopes and dreams is that when they go into the first round, they still have both their first round picks, and I would love it if they pick some players and they are an immediate impact, like 2017 level impact. So Kamara and Lattimore, like they're on that level, they're up to speed, they're up to snuff, and they're making plays on the field. That's my dream scenario. Um, I'm kind of with you is I don't want them to draft a quarterback because one, again, I don't trust Dennis Allen. Um, I think Dennis Allen would be pretty apprehensive of drafting a 
a quarterback that's still really raw considering what he went through with the Oakland Raiders and uh, what was his name? Uh, Terrell Pryor and some other like, yeah, to me, that just kind of scares me. Um, I don't think Dennis Allen should take the risk of getting someone like a Kenny Pickett or anyone else that's still got some developing to do. We need more of a sure thing for us, for me to feel comfortable drafting that quarterback and saying, Hey, come play, come start with us or come play and, and, and be the lead of the team. Now, the whole Sean Payton thing, <laughs> honestly, I think not to drag it back, but I honestly think Sean Payton, like we'll get a first and a third or we'll get two first, depending on what division he plays in. So if he's playing in the NFC, give me two first. I can't I can't have him in the same division with me ruining things. If he's in the AFC with the Chargers, give me a first and third. I'm willing to take that. I mean, that's kind of my whole take on all this, what you guys have been talking about. No, it, it's a, it's Joshua, thanks for joining us. That's a great point. I do think there is like zero shot that when the Carolina Panthers fire Matt Rule into the sun, Kevin, like there's zero shot the Saints are letting him go to Carolina. Zero. I don't care if David Tepper's offering him $25 million a year. Like there's zero shot he's going to the NFC South. Oh, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. No way. Like, you know, Gail Benson is going to find a way to, uh, to, to have his plane sabotaged. Uh, he ain't going to get off the ground. <laughs> By the way, Gail Benson, she was looking uh, – she was looked great. She gave a nice touching speech after the Pels win last night. The the smoothie, the, the blender, as they like to call it, was hopping. It was it was great fun, uh, the Pelicans winning last night. Uh, so just hope everybody's enjoying the Pelicans. Uh, I want to go Will and Gulfport, but Jason, who is a writer for uh, SB Nation and covers the Packers – uh, Jason, I am going to request you to speak because I want uh, I want to ask you, the Packers are maybe as desperate for a wide receiver as the Saints. Uh, I would love to know the Packers' thoughts, and are they a trade-up possibility for the Saints from either 28 or 22 because they have the Raiders pick. Uh, so if you want to join us, uh, speak, and we'll, we'll ask you those questions. But, Will, uh, your hopes and dreams for the draft before we get out of here. Well, man, we got to get a receiver. I wouldn't mind going crazy and getting two at 16 and 18, but that's oh, wow. just me. I mean, <laughs> you know, if, if Jameson Williams is sitting there, I don't see how they don't hold the trigger. I just think I think he's the most exciting. I know he's hurt, but he's going to be fine in time. I just think he's a difference maker. And you know what I love about you guys when you do this? It's like who that therapy, man. It's awesome. <laughs> we, try. we try. We appreciate it. And I want to I want to give out a shout again. A shout out to Thomas, who he got on me for weeks. He's like, Ralph, download the Blue Stacks. It's like Android for your laptop. You can run and have a decent mic. And he helped me set it up today, so now I can run the sound effects. I can have a decent mic. Uh, so Thomas, thanks for doing that. And that's another reason to support the show. How dare you? Having, having Thomas work for us and have to spend an hour of his day walking a technically stupid person like myself through all this. That's why we are able to have that because we have patrons supporting the show and Thomas has to do it because he works for us now. Just saying. Nice. (laughs) 
He had to spend his lunch break in Poland helping me set up the booster. But but don't you think that we should take a quarterback every other year regardless? Just because it's like playing a lottery. <laughs> Eventually you're gonna hit, but if you don't Are take you know? like second, third, fourth round shots. I don't know. I feel you know? Like- well, whether, whether it's the draft or free agency and look like um, – Thanks, Will. Appreciate you joining us. Yeah. It, it, it can uh, thank be, you, guys. It, it, it can be drafting Ian Book in the – what round did they take Book in? The fourth? Fourth. Yeah, it, it can be drafting Ian Book in the fourth. It can be signing, you know, Jameis Winston to a minimum deal, you know, which is what they did two years ago. It, it can be bringing in Trevor Simeon or Blake Bortles, you know, who – Obviously, probably aren't going to amount to much, but like until you, so I don't know that you necessarily have to draft one every other year, but you have to be continually bringing guys into the building because you're in the quarterback business until you find one. And so, you know, to Ralph's point about hedging with Jameis, like Jameis is the starter. But we don't have a long-term quarterback right now. I think Jameis could become that. But based on him having a two-year contract, yes, you, you have to keep looking. So I, th- they could get by without drafting a guy this year, I think. With, with Jameis in the building, Andy Dalton as his backup, you have Ian Book. I think they're okay at quarterback. They don't have to force it here. Uh, but if the right guy falls to them, then they have to be open to it, of course. Kevin, I know you've run a ton of mock drafts. What's the most second-round picks you were able to accumulate in your mock drafts where you trade down? Well, let's see. Um, I haven't made a goal like I haven't made a goal of ex- of trying to get just second-round picks. I'm gonna. I can actually try that on the next one. I did get. Let's see. I did do one. Oh yeah, this was a few nights ago where I said I basically committed a. Uh, war crimes because <laughs> I managed to get a shit ton of 2023 and 2024 picks from the Chiefs, from the Patriots, well, like that. and from the Lions. And I basically traded out of the first. Oh, yeah, because I said I traded out of the top 100 picks altogether. And so I ended up stockpiling a ton of picks for this draft and the next two years. So, you know, that's good. Yeah. Andrew, final, final question. And people, people were yelling at me on Twitter about this today. I said, listen, I said for this draft, for it to be an A plus draft for the saints, 16 and 19 are starters and give me one other guy that looks interesting and promising. If you do that, that's an awesome draft. And they were like, that is not an awesome draft. That means you only hit on half the picks. I'm like, that's what happens in the draft. So, like, what to you, when you look back at this draft, what does it have to – what's real? Because 2017 is just – that's not – that's not that, – that, that, that may happen – not happen again our entire life. They, they hit on every freaking pick. Even Mohammed is getting, is, is getting second contracts. The guy they – traded into the seventh round to get what to you is a realistic haul for the 2022 draft that will you'll look back at the end of the season and be like that was a really good draft two starters one of them is a pro bowler and one contributing player so like 
it, it can be a shy Tuttle level player at a different position, right? Like a guy mm-hmm. that's plays a decent amount, gives you either neutral or slightly above average snaps, right? He's not a starter, yeah. but maybe he's like a backup running back that when Kamara's hurt, he steps in and maybe has a couple games where he runs for over a hundred yards, you know? So like, I, I would say you've got to get one pro bowler, one starter, and the the non Pro Bowl starter, you know, can be like, I'm making this up, but like he could be like uh, something solid, like yeah. um, Quan, Quan Alexander quality, right? So or, or a Debo quality, mm-hmm. where you, you have a starter, a Pro Bowler, and one contributing player who's not a starter, but he's like a backup that plays and gives you meaningful snaps. Yeah, I. Final, 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 final thought. I'm gonna give it to you, I'm gonna give it to you, Kevin, as we as we play the music and get out of here. I can't remember. I'm more excited about this Saints draft than I was in 2017, and I was through the moon excited about 2017. Where does this rank on your excitement meter for Saints drafts? Well, I mean, it's maximum hype because you know there's no. There's no, it's it's a new era altogether, and and look, there's been enough rumor and innuendo about them actually trading down, and nowhere near enough of those leaks saying they might trade up, that that hey, we can actually talk ourselves into the possibility that they might actually trade down. I love, I love it. It's gonna, it's gonna. Every year we do this, Kevin, and every year our hopes and our dreams are flushed like bugs. But I don't care. I'm gonna be we- clinging to that. I'm gonna be clinging to that like Jack and Rose on that uh, bed frame at the end of Titanic, man. Oh my God, you and Titanic. All right, guys. Thanks everybody for joining us tonight. Uh, if you're listening to this later, support the show so you can get the commercial-free version, and you can help us do amazing things like have my audio be semi-professional quality for the Twitter spaces. So guys, thanks for joining us. We will see you Monday night on the live stream on Twitch. Follow us on Twitch. See you there.